2: The gates about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast show, brought to you by FMF. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and on this podcast, we will be breaking down the 450 class uh, for a complete preview of the Out- Lucas Oil Pro Motocross AMA Nationals. And uh, joining me again to re- to preview these these uh, this class and give us a full rundown. On uh, what we are to expect this this, uh, this summer is none other than Matt Weller. Matt, how's it going?
0: Good, Brad. Good afternoon. How you doing?
2: Hey, not doing too bad, my friend. It's a uh, weather is starting to uh, turn for the better for this uh, particular uh, Thursday afternoon. But uh, we had some rain this morning. But uh, I think it was much needed. They had a bit of a fire ban up here in in, uh, in Canada because it was so dry. But uh, yeah, that's enough for I guess a random weather report. Uh, I'm not sure why I always seem to do that, but uh, either way, things are good. All right, sounds good. But uh, uh, Let's talk 450s here. Um, This is the premier class. We talked about the 250s already. That's a different podcast. Um, The big boys are back, and... uh, this particular year, uh, because of so many injuries that were sustained throughout Supercross and the suspension to Brock Tickle, um, this season, maybe more than most, uh, doesn't exactly feature a full roster of the most talented 450 guys available, um, or po- could possibly be available for this this championship. Uh, we won't have Cole Seeley. We will not have um, Brock Tickle, like I had mentioned, and uh, to start the season, we'll be missing guys like Dean Wilson. Dean Dean's out for the whole season. Uh we won't see Justin Bogle for quite some time. Uh Malcolm Stewart won't be racing uh with the 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 JGR guys on the outdoors. Uh and Cooper Webb will also be on the shelf for the beginning of this season. So uh but let's crack this thing off, start off starting off with Team HRC, uh Honda Factory Racing. And uh like I said, they're they're going to be missing the 14 machine. But uh, come hang down, they'll both have uh, Ken Roxon and Christian Craig. Um, I don't know what you expect from these two guys. Uh, you can kind of give me a bit of a rundown if you like.
0: I think going into the opening round, I'm not expecting a ton on a Um He's still going to be fast. I, I'm expecting probably you know top 10, probably at 7, 8, 9, maybe 10 range. Um I think if Christian can get a good start, we'll see Christian you know maybe four, five, six right in that area.
2: I think you're right. i, I think that uh, it won't surprise me if uh, if Ken Roxon comes out and has a decent qualifying. I think uh, like based on pain management and where he's at with riding, uh, I could easily see him just lay down a lap somewhere and uh, put himself well inside the top five for for that. But I really got a question uh, where his uh, where his fitness is at uh, compared to top flight Ken Roxon and his his ability to uh, like like I don't think we're gonna get the best Ken Roxon we've ever seen, uh, which has two outdoor 450 championships in this class um, at, at Hangtown or maybe at all this summer. I think that we will see some some top five speed. Maybe he uh, by mid season he's completely injury free and able to do what he's capable of. But um, I think for at least for the first three rounds uh before we go to uh, the break after Colorado, um I expect Ken to be that uh a, a top ten guy consistently, uh, but that he could come out and surprise us. the guy's done it before
0: yeah I, he's going to race himself into shape, and I would say by Muddy Creek he ought to be close to a hundred percent as long as there's no other injuries, and you know that that arm is. Is going to hold up. Yeah, I think. I think by Muddy Creek, he'll be he'll be back to to you know close to 100 percent. Ken Roxon.
2: I think you're right. I think uh, like uh, Ken is a gamer. He's stubborn. He he wants to do well, and uh, like all these guys want to do well. But I think he's maybe one of the most driven guys in the sport and um if if once he's able to be one hundred percent healthy I think we're going to see him uh, challenging for podiums and maybe uh some some more overall and and uh and moto wins um Christian Craig on the other hand um he's never really in my opinion like Sean brightest outdoors i think he is i don't think he's a, a supercross specialist per se but I think he definitely um performs better indoors in the stadiums it's very technical um Watch for him to be really, uh, really good in those those tighter um, rutted tracks that uh, that, that we, we come across during the season. I think some of the more wide open tracks uh, are, are ones that he would struggle at. Uh, tracks like. Uh, uh, red bud or a millville uh those aren't like although i think he he likes those tracks i don't think that uh, it's exactly where his skill set is uh demonstrated best but uh we'll, uh we'll we'll see 2017 he ended up 11th overall in the points uh despite missing two rounds so uh i think uh you can you can kind of bet on him being well inside the top 10 uh maybe seventh overall for the series is kind of where i'd place uh christian craig
0: yeah i definitely think you're right i think you're right um he'll he'll definitely show us i think there'll be a different christian craig than we saw last year i think there's more motivation for him to try to get that uh, 450 ride for next year
2: absolutely he will or, be motivated or stay on
0: it or stay on it full time yeah. for next year
2: yeah I, I i think as far as is concerned uh from talking to a few people over there they would prefer not to do a, a four fifty program or or field a four fifty rider period but uh maybe that's something where christian can consistently go back to the two fifties during uh supercross and then and then come back out on a four fifty each summer uh, until he points out of that uh that class permanently but uh, he hasn't done so yet and uh um we'll see what's to come he definitely does ride the 450 better than he do, outdoors than he does the 250 um i think there's a lot of guys who like really benefit from having uh, a little bit less erratic uh throttle control i think he's he's a smoother guy that definitely uh the 450 plays into his strengths yeah definitely i think you're right he'll he'll definitely uh show
0: us what he's got going on this summer i have a feeling that
2: so uh, the 450 class will be minus one of the most consistent stalwarts of the the last five years or so. Brock Tickle um, suspended for uh, basically like a, it's an indefinite suspension at this point. They don't have um, they don't have a timetable on his return at all as far as the FIM is concerned. Uh, he's uh, been terminated from his agreement with uh, KTM. So that moving forward leaves KTM a one rider show with um Marvin Muskan as the uh as as the only uh rider for that team, and I think that uh although he's a ch- he's a championship uh contender uh, i think that um like i i don't know if uh if I can see as many wins from him this year as to, as the last year maybe i'm wrong
0: he's going to win races, but it's going to be on his his tracks um He'll he'll have, like, Washougal. I, he's a shoo-in, I think, to win that already, um, as long as he's healthy. Now, I think Tomac is going to come out with a whole different attitude and maybe a little bit more aggression than he's had um, in the past, especially after losing the Supercross season. Um, I'm almost kind of expecting to see the Tomac of 2015 when he was just walking away and beating everybody by you know a minute at a time
2: I think so yeah no i i this this is going to be a, a tighter uh, battle between the two um Marvin Muskan has established himself as a contender in the 450 class, both indoors and out. Uh, obviously, he comes from a, a GP background, so uh, supercross, maybe not his forte, and uh, I think his best days are usually outdoors. Uh, I think he's coming in with a full full bill of health. Um, he'll have every single KTM uh, team member on his um, at his beck and call making sure the bike is exactly where it needs to be uh, unfortunately he'll be one of the only guys testing that particular motorcycle and that setup so that maybe puts him behind the eighth ball a little bit uh testing wise and and um, and bike preparation wise but in the, in reality his bike hasn't really changed a huge amount uh from last year uh, some some small chassis changes but I think that actually frees up the bike a little better for the outdoors Um so uh yeah I, I think uh, Marvin Muscan's in maybe the best position ever to 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 uh make uh six wins from last year uh <clears throat> uh like six 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 wins in the last 10 motos of, of the end of last year and uh, and maybe improve on that.
0: Yeah, you're being a little bit more optimistic than me. I'm not uh, I'm not uh, I just don't know. I I don't see it happening this year. Um I think there's some other guys that um, might be able to challenge him for that position. Um, I think you're going to have a Blake Baggett, uh, see him up in there, um, possibly even a Christian Craig. Uh, I mean, there's going to be some guys on weekends that are going to come out and shock everybody. Um, but, I mean, then you can't can't count uh, Jason Anderson. I mean, he's never been a super strong outdoor rider, but I mean, he's coming off of a championship high, so it's hard to say what he's going to have.
2: True, absolutely true, and and then we'll we'll get to Jason in just a bit here. But uh, yeah, I, it's it's uh, a bit of some question marks, and, and definitely um, some an- uh, the, those questions will be answered this Saturday in Hangtown. But uh, I, I seriously think that uh, with the right mindset and the and some confidence, uh, Marvin Muscian could uh, could very well uh, rattle off some wins. I don't. I mean, I, he maybe not has the same snarl that uh, a guy like Eli Tomac or uh, Jason Anderson or a Blake Baggett have, but I think he's got the skill set that kind of infuriates those guys to no end. So, so maybe he uses that mm. to his uh, advantage. And I think you're right. He'll have his tracks where he is uh, just a, a technician out there, um, and, and maybe those uh, those wide open tracks aren't exactly his. Uh, his his bread and butter, but uh, it'll all it how his championship will be decided is on his worst days. That's always the case with pretty much any of these guys. Is they have to make sure their their bad days are still pretty damn good ones. Um, other riders that will be on KTM's for the year, diff, slightly different setup, but still a factory based motorcycle, is uh, Blake Baggett and Benny Bloss. Uh, you'd mentioned Benny or uh, Blake in uh, when talking about some of the contenders for this championship um he's just got a, a extension on his contract feeling good full bill of health and uh by the way going pretty fast the end of Supercross. Uh well, what are your expectations from blake baggett going forward i'm
0: pretty high expectations for him um i think he's gonna have a better season than he did last year i think he's finally 100 healthy um i've Heard him on a, another podcast uh, talk about how he hasn't been riding hardly any Supercross; he's been just doing motos. So, I think he is going to come out at Hangtown on fire.
2: Fair enough. I'm not too sure if there are other podcasts. I only pay attention to this one, so I'll have to take your word for it. Uh, but uh, yeah, you're totally right. The guy um, is is known for uh, his his outdoor ability. He's he gets that that nickname El Chupacabra from his. Unbelievable fitness and uh, the ability to uh, to lay it down in uh, in outdoors and um, as far as uh, may- maybe he is uh, KTM's best bet for this championship. The number four machine uh, straight up beat Eli Tomac at a few races last year. Prior to having uh, I always believe it was a, a wrist or a thumb issue uh, towards the middle part of last season, which hampered his ability to uh, to swing from the fences and uh, and get those race wins. Um, like uh, like. Would you put him in inside your top three uh, category as far as uh, guys that are consistently going to be there every week, or is he going to have some uh, 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 an up and down season?
0: I think consistently he'll always be a podium contender. Um, he'll have a race or two here and there that he'll be, you know, fourth, fifth, or sixth. But I don't, I don't think that you're ever going to see him much outside the top five at all. I think he's going to be a consistent week in, week out podium finisher.
2: Absolutely, I think you're right. And he's also uh, outdoors. Been getting uh, deep, better starts than usual uh, in the last few years. His starts have been he's he's been one of those guys that's consistently in the top five, four starts, and then from there you can just move forward. It's a whole lot easier to pick off two or three guys rather than uh, twenty or, or or fifteen guys. If you're getting a bad start in the nationals, uh, forty guys on the gate rather than the twenty-two from Supercross puts himself in a good position. Uh, be remit would be remiss if we didn't mention the uh, the 2018 Supercross 450 Rookie of the Year, um, and and maybe that's uh, <laughs> in a lot of ways like I I think he totally earned the uh, Rookie of the season Rookie of the Year uh, for the 450 class Benny Bloss, but uh, I, I'm not sure too sure who his competition was in that little category. Uh, I can't think of anybody else that was actually making their 450 debut. Uh, so uh, maybe by default he takes that, but uh, uh, I think outdoors is, is maybe a little kinder to Benny than uh, than indoors.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I'm not for sure who else was his competition, but hey, he earned it, so yeah. well, we'll give it to him. Um, I think he is a much better 450 rider than he was a 250 rider. Um, was it two seasons ago when he was a fill-in? I mean, we saw what he did. So um, as long as he can get good starts, stay healthy, um, he's definitely. You know i'm thinking that six seven range eight range um, and i think he'll he'll definitely be within the top ten at the end of the season
2: i think you're totally right i think uh he's definitely going to uh, shine a little brighter than he did in uh, in supercross Benny Bloss has uh, has fitness. He's training down there with uh, Robbie Rayner. The guy uh, they, they they train in the heat. They train in the dust. They do a lot of uh, motos. They're chasing each other around, getting that speed up. And uh, and he's definitely one of those guys that uh, can 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 threaten for some some, some top fives. I think uh, I think that would be a high water mark for him as a fifth in a moto or a fifth of an in overall. Um, but I expect Benny to consistently be in the top ten all year.
0: Oh yeah for sure and I think he he will definitely be you know on the podium in a moto from time to time but I don't know that he's gonna be a, a podium overall guy
2: i think I think you're right i think uh, I, I don't see him getting a lot of podiums uh, perhaps in a moto uh, he's definitely got the ability to to get a good start and stay there but uh, um, yeah that's just like where where the like there's too many uh like just those the, like for for him to get a podium and in overall, uh, would have to like there'd have to be a few guys that have some pretty uh, not so great days, uh, and and then and then just being honest about that, I think he would be, uh, he'd be if he was being honest with himself, he'd feel the same way. Um, there, there's there's some top guys that. Uh, if they just ride the way that they should ride, and if they're, they're to their capabilities, they're not going to be any, anywhere outside the top five. That's uh, that's guys like Jason Anderson, Blake Baggett, Eli Tomac, who we haven't even gotten to yet, Marvin Muscan, um mm-hmm. Christian Craig, uh, Ken Roxon. Those guys are on. If 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 any six of those guys. Or even at all, riding to their ability, they're uh, they're finishing just ahead of of a guy like uh, Benny. But uh, the guy's, let's be honest, he's been only his second year as a full time uh, professional, so uh, he's got some room to grow. Well, not too much. Oh. But. <laughs> not literally, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, you know what I mean.
0: No, I I totally agree. He's uh, he's he's gonna be solid.
2: So when it comes to the white bikes, the white KTM's. There is a, their situation in the 450 class will be very similar to the, uh, the KTM team. They won't have a backup rider, a sec, the second rider on the team, unless they grab somebody. Jason Anderson will be the only 450 under the tent for Rockstar Energy Husqvarna. He comes in fresh off of a 450 um, Supercross Championship, which he earned, and uh, he, he was the best guy I wouldn't say all year but he he was consistently um the he he grabbed a points lead and never relinquished it after the second round um a lot of focus on Supercross last year he won two motos um I would I would honestly expect him to get get to about that same performance as he did last year I don't I don't ex- really expect him to do a, a whole lot more than that um I think with some confidence and maturity he might be able to um like be a more consistent top 3 guy but I, I think uh in the conversation of who's most dominant outdoors and most prepared uh Jason Anderson would be on the the outside or the uh the back half of maybe my top 5 in that category
0: i i'm right there with you um <clears throat> never has given me a reason to uh think that he's going to be a solid outdoor guy yet um I, I hope he proves me wrong. I mean, I really do. But I think uh, he won the the Supercross Championship on just uh, everybody else's unfortunate turn of events. I guess to put it lightly. I mean, he was every time there was somebody in second place that was gaining on him, they would crash out. So those weekends, he would gain a bigger points lead and gain a bigger points lead. So. Had it not been for tomac having a couple dnfs or no starts and Muskin with a dnF he wouldn't be your champion today so um looking into the outdoors i i think he'll be a uh, probably a fourth fifth place overall at the end of the season
1: i
2: think you're you're that, that's 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 right in where I I, I I i think you're totally right fourth fifth uh some some days where he's just on and, and uh, he's able to to like like he's still a world class motocross racer don't get me wrong um there he'll have his 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 day where he has a, a moto win or, or maybe goes 2-2 for an overall something like that um but uh I, I don't expect the same uh red plate for uh for 11 out of the 12 rounds or something like that uh like we saw in supercross and unfortunately mm-hmm. he, his his running mate uh and uh friend of the podcast Dean Wilson will not be uh Competing a torn ACL, I believe it's his third torn ACL um, while testing in Glen Helen uh, he'll be out for the entire season it's bummer to be losing Dean, especially when uh, he's looking for a contract for next year that does not uh, yeah. help his uh, his stock whatsoever
0: no not not one bit and I was bummed, and it's it's so unfortunate it wasn't even anything within his control that happened so that's that's the part that's the most disheartening for him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's just a bummer um and it's one more guy that we lose out of this championship uh that could could very easily um be a, a top 5 threat every single weekend. And um it, it's a huge bummer, but uh um uh, we have got to carry on and uh that just gives a few more guys uh opportunities to get well within the top 10 that maybe you otherwise wouldn't be able to. Um <clears throat> Suzuki comes to Tims to the gate on the 450 class. Um at least for the first two rounds, with two riders under their stable. Uh, Filthy Phil Nicoletti and Weston Pike will be those representatives, the 54 and the, and the 34, uh, respectively, will, uh, will be doing battle. And honestly, I expect those guys, uh, like those, for, for the most part, especially outdoors, um, the two of them are fairly interchangeable as far as their ability and their, their speed, uh Weston can surprise and run top fives same thing with uh with Phil I think Phil's maybe a little bit more talented starter than uh than Weston but uh, either way they both have the ability to to be to be top five guys but I expect them in the seven to seven to ten range
0: it depends on the weekend depends on the track Mm -hmm. um Weston is you know shown some signs of some pretty big crashes Phil's been pretty consistent. Um, for, well, shouldn't say consistent. He's he's shown more signs of being a better outdoor rider to me. mean, uh, what was it? Finished fourth two years ago in the outdoors, or fifth two years ago in the outdoors. Um, if I was a, a bet man, come the end of the year, if he gets to ride all twelve rounds, Phil will beat Weston in the, the overall standings.
2: Fair enough. Well, that that is a bold. Uh, prediction right there, but I don't think you're too far off. I think um, like as far as skill wise, and um, like honestly, uh, like the, other than Justin Bogle, maybe like it would be his his ceiling is a little higher than um, than Nicoletti's. I think Nicoletti might be one of the best 450 guys on that team, especially outdoors.
0: Yeah, and with a depleted field mm-hmm. right now, I mean it only helps his his stock out even more. I would say, on any given weekend, that Phil is a top eight guy. Um, I only say top eight just because of some bad luck. I think he's better than that on certain weekends. So I I think Hangtown might not be his best track, and maybe not even Glen Helen. But I think by uh, what is it, Colorado? I think we'll we'll start to see what uh, what he's got in the tank.
2: That we will, and I think that um yeah i th- like this this is going to be uh one hell of a summer, my friend uh the the four fifty class may not be as stacked as it as it should be missing a lot of guys, but uh, um, the the top-end talent is still there. Um, And with that, we move right over to the Monster Energy Kawasaki team, led by not the number three, but the number one, Eli Tomac, your champion from last year, rolls in after, uh, let's say, a frustrating Supercross season uh, where he uh, ended up winning a number of races, but not the championship. Uh, He's got a chip on his shoulder, and he's got a title to defend. My question is, does he defend it? Uh, i think he does and i think he does it uh
0: very easily really okay um, So tell me why yep i i honestly think he's going to come out with the determination the motivation and he i mean we've seen the guy ride outdoors we know he's fast and i think he is going to show us why he's got that number one plate and uh it, I think it's gonna be his his statement here. After Supercross a lot of people kinda of like down on him, maybe jumping off the bandwagon, I think are outdoors, he's he's going to try to write that ship.
2: Wow. I, I think that uh like the, the the consistency that he showed in Supercross doesn't um or the inconsistency that he showed in the Supercross, that doesn't uh, worry you at all, those hiccups from the beginning of the season? I guess uh, in a lot of ways he might be one of the most prepared guys for 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 outdoors, given the fact that uh, his attention pro- and focus probably went to outdoors, uh, oh, the better part of eight weeks ago.
0: Yeah, probably so. Um, <clears throat> he, I, I'm sure he realized that there was no chance of catching up um, to Anderson after that last... Uh, what was it, 20th place for a 19th place finish he had? Yes. Um, at that time, yeah, he was, he was probably checked out. Um, had he not had that shoulder injury and the pant malfunction, I think the championship would have been different. But um, he had two DNFs and one no-start. So, I mean, for him to, to not win the championship by, you know, what was it, 30 points was that roughly what it was yeah um I, I there's no doubt in my mind that he would have won that
2: championship if
0: it had not been for that shoulder injury
2: mm-hmm. i think you're right i uh, if he doesn't sit out uh if, if he doesn't crash in in uh, at a one he doesn't have to hit, sit out houston i think it's completely different winter um and and you could almost, I think you could probably give him one out of those two wins uh as far as uh, whether it be uh he looked like he was in control in in a a1 and uh would have been rolling into uh, a2 with a little bit of uh momentum or not a2 but Houston with some momentum but that's the way the chips fell uh I can definitely mm-hmm. uh pencil Eli Tomac in for more than his four national uh wins from last year I would uh, tend to think that he's closer to six races win uh, one and maybe wraps up the championship uh, early in this one. I, I don't think it's going to be close.
0: No, I'm going to say he's going to probably get um, seven to eight overalls. Wow, He's crushing. Yeah, he's yeah he he's going to crush it this summer. He's he's out out for blood this summer. I think
2: out for blood and most likely going to be. And he, honestly, there's not a track where like like you can't really say that there's one track where you're like oh Eli doesn't go well there like he's he's proven himself I think he's won just about every single uh track that that's on the circuit uh whether it be on a 250 or on a 450 he's won by huge huge margins in the past and um, uh, it will take some sort of a to t- uh, catastrophe or a disaster for uh, Eli Tomac to not, uh, stumbling over my words, um, to to not win this championship. I expect him to do so. um, This time last year, there was people talking about perfect seasons and just rattling off wins. That didn't turn out to be the case. But I think this year, maybe more than last year, he's, uh, he's prepared. He's pissed off and he's ready. Um, I expect a, a, a number of one-one uh, performances. Uh, I, I mentioned six wins. You're even more a little bit more bullish, giving him eight, um, which I, I don't think are outside the realm of possibilities for him. So uh, the, the, the rest of the boys better come with something special.
0: Yeah, they're definitely going to have to uh, to be ready. Um, you're going to have weekends where you know Moosecan will get an overall. And I, I expect Blake Baggett to get an overall, um, you know, just not because of bad weekends on Tomac's part, but just the track situation. Um, I, I think those three will probably be the, doing the majority of the winning. Um, Anderson will probably sneak in and get an overall someplace, but uh, I think you're going to see Baggett, Muskan, and Tomac taken on probably all of the top steps at one point. Multiple times,
2: yeah. Like, like uh, I I could easily see uh, Baggett and Marvin both getting two overall wins. I could see, um, I could see Eli getting uh, the the lion's share, uh, six to seven, and then uh, throw throw one else uh, over to maybe like a Jason Anderson. Like I said, maybe gets like a uh, swaps out motos with uh, with Eli or something like that to get an overall or goes like three one. And, and beats the 2-2 or something like that. It, it, something weird like that is going to work out and, and give somebody odd a uh, uh, an overall. But uh, bummer to not see uh, Josh Grant out there. The 33 machine will not start the season. Um, his I believe this is his 12th season. 14th season, 14th season racing uh, professional motocross. He will not start the season in California where he is probably that that's where he rides best other than maybe Millville. Um, So it's a bummer to not see him out uh, out there. I'm not sure if they're going to put somebody else on the bike to start the season, but uh, maybe yes, maybe no. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard. I've been trying to find out if all these one one person teams are going to have fill-in
0: rides because clearly there's a lot of people out there that don't have rides. Oh Yeah, and you got KTM with one bike, Husky with one bike, um, uh, Kawasaki with one bike. I mean, they, there's some guys that could come out and turn some heads, and maybe you know try to get a, a ride for Supercross.
2: Yeah, like what's uh, what's Tyler Bowers doing? Like what's, uh, uh, Well, I guess he's got a fractured leg. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. So he's he's off. Uh, or like, uh, like Yamaha put, uh, the number 91 on the bike and we'll get to that in a second here. But, um, th- those guys are fielding as many as three riders at, at some point this, this year. Maybe, maybe, uh, uh, when, when Webb comes back, uh, Alex Ray's given, given the boot, but yeah, somebody's got to, got to fill in those rides at some point. Like, I think, uh, like Red Bull probably wants more than one, one KTM out there. Monster probably wants more than one Kawasaki out there, and Rockstar would probably prefer to see two guys on that bike. So I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody get the nod. Um, but uh, yeah, like the the injuries are certainly mounting up, and it's uh, the we haven't dropped the gate on the first round yet. Um, no. Let's get to that Monster Energy uh, Factory Yamaha team. Justin Barsha is uh, is Justin Barsha and Cooper Webb. Um, those two guys, as far as like, those are their their, their main dudes. Um, it's it's hard for me to really expect, I like, know what to expect from either one of them. Um, like Justin Barsha showed us a little bit of what's inside and still there at the beginning of Supercross, and then um, uh, a myriad of, of different events kind of like give put him on a bit of a roller coaster ride for the rest of Supercross. But my question to you is. Is he ready to uh, come out and be the 2016 Justin Barsha, uh, who on a Yamaha uh, rattled off some wins, looked good, and uh, and challenged Ryan Dungey for a championship, or uh, or will we see uh, what we've seen in the last couple of years—a Justin Barsha who um, just doesn't quite have the same speed as uh, the front runners? I think uh, probably the latter. I think he's just going to kind of be ho
0: hum. You um, might get a podium here or there, but um, I, don't, I don't see him leading many races. I don't see him being um,
2: in top, inside the top five a whole lot. Well, fair enough. I think that uh, he's definitely got the potential to, but uh, in a lot of ways, um, if you haven't been up there for some, so quite some time, uh, unfortunately, in this sport, your time uh, can sometimes pass you by as far as when you can uh, can challenge for wins, and, I, and uh, as far as I, uh, last year in the 250 uh, preview, we talked about Shane McElrath kind of having to show me a little bit, so show me that he's 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 going to be a uh, a threat. I think. Justin Barsha is almost the 450 version of that same rider. Um, total wait and see attitude with the guy. I know that there's uh, there's there, there's Moto wins in there somewhere, or maybe there was at one point, but uh, uh, only time will tell uh, how the summer will go for him. I th- I, I think you could easily um, expect him to be um, a consistent top five guy, um, but uh, more often than not, uh, a seven through uh, a seven through nine ten. Uh, for Justin Barstow, which, uh, in my opinion, would be a disappointment for him. I, I think he, he expects himself to be uh, on the podium, but uh, I'm not sure he's ready to be there all the time. No, not not. Uh, I I don't want to say he's past his
0: prime, but uh, I don't I don't think we're going to see it. I just I don't, and I mean that sucks for him, and it sucks for you know the fans. But I just I don't think uh, we're going to see the old Bam Bam this year. That's or, fair enough.
2: Or ever again maybe even again yeah yeah no, it's it they it, there it, it, it happens there's these in these these he's still a somewhat young guy but i think like we're we coming up on his ninth year as a pro like that's uh there's there's a lot of guys that have uh, have only had like nine great years nine i think there's a lot of guys would be like yeah, i'd be pumped on nine great years in the sport uh and um and and there's a lot of guys who don't get that, but uh, yeah. um, not
0: everybody can be like Chad Reed and have you know 25 years in the sport.
2: Exactly, as a professional. Um, the other rider on this team, the number two of Cooper Webb, I think uh, I think his his. Game plan uh, is a little bit different than most. I think he wants to come back as ready as he possibly can be. I don't think he wants to limp through uh, any uh, any races, um, getting himself back on the motorcycle and getting ready uh, after sustaining a, a tibia and fibula um, injury, a, a fracture to both those bones in Minneapolis. I expect him to come back after a ha- uh, high point and... Um, uh, either at high point or just shortly after and and come out uh, with some speed. I think uh, those like the guys he'll be it's kind of like jumping onto a treadmill at that point though, with uh, everyone's up the race pace. he'll have to find that uh, that pace as soon as he gets into round four or five whenever he enters the series. Um, but um, the expectation on on Cooper Webb is uh, he isn't he's is an outdoor championship uh, outdoor champion in the two fifty class. Uh, last year, nothing to to write home about. Um, but, uh, I, I think that, um, if, if he wants to, to continue to, to, to make a great living in this sport, he's going to have to have a good summer.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, he hasn't shown us much since he's been on that 450. Um, you know, there's all sorts of rumors and speculation that he's going to be someplace else next year, but, uh, you know, that's, that's all I think hearsay at this point. Um, I think if he comes in healthy at, um high point, Um, you know, we'll see him run in the top five. And, you know, I'm sure he'll get a podium or two here before the season's over. But I don't, uh, I'm not expecting a bunch out of him this summer either.
2: Absolutely. I think that that uh, is is kind of goes without saying. He needs to be, uh, he needs to be better than he has been. But uh, um, I guess that's it, it, totally up to, uh, to Cooper Webb and, uh, and, and his, his training program, putting it all together and, uh, and riding to his, his ability because he's got the number two for a reason. He's got um, a number of championships in the, in, in the sport. He's got, uh, he's got an outdoor championship. He's got two, two Supercross championships. Uh, yet to see if he's going to be a 450 superstar um, that he's been billed to be. But um, we won't see that until at least round four. Um, filling in his shoes, and uh, and I, I get your thoughts on this um, after I introduce the guy. The number ninety-one of Alex Ray will fill in for the first, at least the first three rounds, um, and uh, of, of pro motocross. Uh, to this date, I'm I'm not one hundred percent sure if Alex Ray has any outdoor national points in motos, uh, but I think if you're Yamaha, you're, you're just hoping that uh, Alex can go out there, put it in the motos, and, uh, and be a consistent top 20 guy, am I wrong?
0: Uh, no, not at all, but I'm not exactly for sure where that came from. Um, I didn't
2: quite understand that decision. Do you think that that's like a, a Davey Millsaps connection, because he's been training with Davey? Um, maybe doing a little bit of testing for the team that like, all right, put him on the bike because um, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings here, but I I really don't know what to expect from Alex. Um, Fitness-wise, he looks like he's, he's turned the corner as far as body composition goes um but definitely not known for his uh is his his outdoor finishes um whether it be on a privateer bike or or getting some more support elsewhere um never really set the world on fire outdoors this is a, a pretty surprising move although uh, I can't really think of who else um is on a Yamaha or, ha- or was on a Yamaha at the time and and ready to go uh Henry Miller still dealing with some injuries he'll be riding a, a Yamaha um uh, in the outdoors, uh, starting in uh, in Hangtown, I, like I would honestly probably expect Henry to be uh, quite a few spots ahead of Alex during those motos.
0: Yeah, I, like I said, I I don't understand the decision on that. Um, just because he rode a Yamaha, I mean, okay, great. But there's a lot of guys that I could think that are better than him that would transition. So I I don't know if it was you know. Possibly something with you know Davy 'cause because Davy's in tight with obviously Yamaha. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not. It just it's just it, that came as a huge shock to me that somebody that didn't even ride outdoors last year and I don't like you said don't know if he's ever scored any national points to get a factory ride.
2: Yeah, it's like it's it's a dream come true for Alex, and I hope that he has. I I, I like the guy. I hope he has his his best motos he's ever had. Riding for uh, factory Yamaha, um, I just yeah, I, I I just like the initial decision to put him on the bike uh, puts one eyebrow raised for me from Yamaha. Uh, maybe they see something that uh, that I, I haven't seen. Honestly, I haven't seen the guy ride outdoors in a while. Uh, I think this time last year he was at home riding a uh, just just riding his Husqvarna at that at the at the house ripping up some motos and stuff like that. Something that uh, you just. Uh, um, it It's tough to make that transition so i i i don't know really what to expect um i was it's a puzzling move, but maybe I'm completely wrong and uh the guy uh is able to 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 put it well inside the top twenty and and that's all you can really ask for him so uh but um yeah first three rounds will be his, his proving ground uh may may he take this opportunity and run with it and otherwise uh um it uh it it'll, it'll either go really good or it won't so uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we'll we'll definitely see i think you know by the second moto of hangtown we'll have a yes. a pretty good idea of how his season's going to go or at least his first, first three races
2: yes yeah, like his little his little stint with those guys and uh, honestly for alex i i hope that he does well i don't wish ill on anyone i just uh this this decision was was rather uh peculiar to me but uh, either yeah, way, sure. uh, he's he's got the spot, and uh, we'll see what he can do with it. Um, yeah. Other than that, and he's also listed as a Rock uh, Rock River Yamaha rider. Uh, that so concludes concludes our uh, basically our. our the top guys available for this championship, and uh, it's not a long list. Um, I'm very sure that there's gonna be some privateers that are gonna be able to put it into the mix. Guys like Henry Miller, guys like uh, I guess Frederick Norn might be out there as well. Um, ben LeMay on a on a on a, a privateer effort as well. Um, and and from what I understand, the stank dog, that's right. Uh, G- Garrett Steinke will be racing a 250 two-stroke in the 450 class, from what I understand, so that in itself might be something that kind of turns heads for a moto or two uh, listening to the, uh, the, the, the pre-mix um, KTM ripping around uh, not not as maybe as uh, as buzzing as the 125 or 150 that he was running in the 2 250 class, uh. But nevertheless, yeah, this is uh, this is the 450 class. She is uh, not so deep.
0: No, um, I think you'll probably see Stank Dog maybe score some points on a two-stroke this year. So he got really close last year. Yeah. I uh I think it's a good move for him to step up to the uh 450 class and ride a 250.
2: Um a lot less work, a lot uh lot more power than a 125. That it is, absolutely. Maybe a little bit more competitive, uh, but not a whole lot more competitive than a 125. Uh these four these fire breathing 450s are super legit. Um but uh yeah, that like as far as anyone else that I haven't already mentioned or we haven't talked about, is there anyone that uh, that you're thinking of that uh, that might make a little bit of a splash or uh, or garner some attention to himself uh, going into uh, the the outdoor season? No, I honestly cannot. When it comes to the 450 class, it's uh,
0: pretty shallow. So um, maybe when Bogle comes back, if he's healthy, we might uh, see some surprising rides out of him um other than that uh you're going to probably be surprised by a privateer here or there come out and it'll pull off a you know a top 15 finish.
2: Oh yeah. Like like in all reality including Alex Ray we've only talked about 10 guys. Like 10 10 like I, like that that is very concerning for for me like mm-hmm. it's like to talk about these guys yeah they're going to be like like these are your basically cemented top 10 guys there's going to be 30 other guys on the on the line um and uh of which like I'd have to get an entry list to really figure that out because a lot of these guys uh are are some unknowns, some local guys, some uh some some like dedicated privateers. Uh in the two fifty class you'll have guys like Brian Maderos uh ripping it up. But as far as the four fifty class, I'm uh yeah, a little bit lost for uh for who to expect to see. Obviously like guys like we mentioned Henry Miller, uh Frederick Norn and uh and Ben LeMay will be uh, nipping at these guys' heels, um, but uh, yeah, we're going to see how it all plays out.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I actually haven't been more excited for the kickoff of a motocross season in quite a while, so this is going to be a good year, I
2: think. I think uh, what made me contribute to that is the uh, maybe the not-so-thrilling uh, Supercross season that we saw. Like There was some some storylines week to week but as far as the championship wise uh a big points lead, big points gap even the the last round although it did come down to the last round of the season um uh Jason kind of had that one in uh, in the bag uh, so to speak. So uh yeah, I think uh the the outdoor season uh may it be a good one, but uh as far as I'm concerned, uh it's Eli Tomac and then it's everybody else.
0: Yep, it's going to be I think a, a race for second place this year.
2: Absolutely, uh, like I, I mean that with total total respect to all the other riders. Um, those like Eli is 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 that good, and um, unless those guys can really turn it up, uh, I expect him to uh, yeah six at least six uh, national wins, uh, maybe even closer to uh, to your total of eight or nine. That would be. Um, a season to remember are there any uh, rounds that you find that you're going to be able to uh, make yourself out to i know that you i think you went to millville last year
0: yeah i was at millville that's the one that's closest to home so i try to go to that every year okay. um still on the fence so i'm gonna go i'm i'm planning to go to the um, mxdn so that might be my one outdoor trip for the year i don't know yet we'll see
2: see how the summer plays out Fair enough. Well, uh, both tracks, unbelievable. Uh, I think I'll... Uh, I'm going to try and go to both those races, Millville uh, especially, but it all always comes down to uh, work schedules and stuff like that. Last year I missed it for work, but... Um Matt Weller, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast to kind of run down the four fifties a little bit uh It's a uh, maybe not the deepest feel in the world, but I think we gave some good analysis on how each guy will uh kind of make their way through this twelve round grueling uh summer. We'll let you get back to uh to what you got going on over uh with um what's the what's a uh, company call that you work for
0: We're a multitude of companies but right. uh it's Arrowhead, um, Arrowhead engineered products. But, okay. Uh, you know, Vertex Pistons, Hot yes. Rods, yeah. Cylinder Works. We're all here. Hot cams. Hot cams. That's right. Yeah, we've got. Uh, Pivot Works. I'll just run down the line for you. So we've <laughs> got Cylinder Works, Vertex, Wrench Rabbit, uh, Pivot Works, Hot Cams, Hot Rods.
1: There
2: you go. So we're all here under one roof. Uh, unbelievable. And uh, since we're talking 450s, uh, we would be uh, like. It would be an injustice to you without uh, mentioning your build right now going on with a a very special uh, KX500 that's getting built for uh, a pretty iconic 90s, uh, maybe not a champion, but a a, a great rider in the sport goes by the name of uh, Robbie Raynard. Uh, yeah, um,
0: breaking news here with that. Yes. So yeah, i'm uh, I'm building this bike. Um, it's my personal bike, and I'm gonna take it down to Oklahoma and get Robbie to spend a few laps on it. so see uh, see how it all plays out.
2: There it is. All right, man. well, I appreciate you uh, coming on and uh, and giving us uh, the two cents. Um, this podcast will be released uh, momentarily, it's Thursday before the National, so we got to get the preview out there but uh, I appreciate you taking our call and we'll uh, we'll maybe do some race reviews going down the line uh, if you're not already following Matt on Instagram please go do so, he's a great follow is uh, it M Weller 5 yep, M Weller
0: 572
2: 572, uh, check him out on Instagram, great follow, great on social media, as always, appreciate the time my friend Don't hang up just yet. For for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. And now, a special message from privateerlife.mx. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by FMF. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, with us online. He's a repeat offender, second time on the podcast. He is the sole proprietor of privateerlife.mx. Garrett Schlegel, how's it going?
1: Good, Brad. How are you doing, man? I appreciate you having us on again.
2: Hey, no problem. It's been too long, my friend. It was well long overdue, and uh, it's it's kind of a, uh, that time of year, so to speak, because uh, we're, we're going back outdoors. And of course, we have we have uh, privateers as well in in Supercross, but I think uh, the outdoors is kind of maybe where the 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 privateers are maybe draw most equal.
1: Oh yeah, and it's actually I, I love Supercross, but I'm a huge fan of outdoors. It's uh. To where the boys become men.
2: Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Uh, and and obviously, uh, and you you get a little extra bonus by the first round being in your own backyard, nice and close for you. Kind of a hometown race uh, to kick the the whole thing off in Hangtown this weekend, May ninth. It all goes down.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I I I had to miss it last year due to uh, my mom's seventieth birthday, but uh, that's that's done and gone, and so we're back at the. Uh, We're going to be back at Hangtown this year
2: nice well your, your mom only turned 70 once I hear so probably a, a good one to <laughs> circle on the calendar make sure you don't skip that one but uh, you're back at it right. and uh, uh, in all reality you've been actually at it uh, like kind of hard at work at what's gonna go on this weekend uh, for quite some time uh, seeing your work with uh, privateer on Instagram whoever, whoever isn't already following please go follow but uh, you've got some pretty cool things in the works and um, like what, what's really special about what you're doing is is that uh, you don't have to. Uh, it, it's not really something that anyone's putting a gun to your head to make sure you're, that you, you're, you're doing this out of the, the kindness of your own heart and, and your just love for the sport, um, making sure that the privateers in this industry get some much-needed support.
1: Yep. Yeah, we're, 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 we're definitely happy to do it, and, and we'll get into probably the financial thing here in a minute, but but having guys like you, uh, come on board and support us in that way, too, is is huge, and we we appreciate it so much.
2: Hey, no problem whatsoever, my friend. Anything that I can do to support the sport of motocross, uh, what's good for motocross is good for me and because uh, I love the sport, uh, I, I participate in the sport and uh, I want to surround myself with uh, as much of it as I can. I want the community to be healthy and I think that's why I started the podcast in the first place and uh, I think that's kind of why you started uh, privateerlife.mx and you can find that on on Instagram. But uh, give us a little bit of a rundown of uh, the history behind it, how, you, how you've come to where you're at right now and uh, yeah, give us a little bit of a rundown if you could.
1: Yeah, so probably it's probably back in the early two thousands, you know, um, I was a single guy and, and we were big into the outdoors then and uh and you know, they had that great D V D series called The Great Outdoors that came out and yes, then sir. uh they had a spin off they had a spin off of that that was just a video dedicated for the privateers that are contesting the nationals and man, I watched those videos and, and I mean I never got to that level so I never had to do that grind, but you're like, Oh my god, these guys are like man, they are the blue-collar guys of the sport for sure. I mean, they're doing it for the love of it and trying to get their name out there. And and you just saw how much they they struggle, and I just went, man, we've got a spare room here. We we totally have these guys come over to our house and crash here and we'll barbecue for them, you know, do whatever they need. We've got a pressure washer. They wash their bikes, you know, do a little laundry. And, I mean, it took me 15 years to finally – let that idea crawl out from under a rock that I've been kicking around for for so long and I just said you know what pull the trigger on this thing stop letting your fears you know kind of like talk you out of of an idea that you in your heart believe will work and and everyone you've talked to about it said you got to do that and so that's what we did we created the website um it's made like I want to drive the point home it's made for all motorcycle racers not just uh you know pro license holder guys chasing motocross and supercross if you're a guy up in canada you know doing their series doing hair scrambles enduro's whatever it is that you do whatever age skill level we're here to support those people and if you go on the website uh www.privateerlife.mx uh it pretty well explains how the how it works and what we can do to help you out and uh yeah so that's kind of how it all started
2: well, there you go. Everyone is, uh, is excited about it. It's building steam, and, uh, and it's a great opportunity for, for those who are looking for a way to support the sport in a different way to, to reach out and actually give these guys an opportunity to, like you said, do a little of laundry, have a, cou- a couch to crash on um, and I know more than a couple of uh, privateers are going to be doing exactly that. Guys like Brian Medeiros who uh, will be riding for uh, Pasha Racing uh, as well as uh, Stapo MX and uh, the Navi Shop South, uh, that kid's going to be in a van going to uh, 12 different cities that he's probably never been to before. Uh, he's he's kind of lucky the first three rounds are somewhat close but for the most part uh, last time I checked, Unadilla and, uh, and Washugal are nowhere near Southern California. So, um, and you, you need to have some asset uh, allies out there.
1: Oh, for sure. And actually it's funny that you mentioned Brian Madero's because I met him in the airport when we were leaving Washugal last year and, and hey, well. I reached out to him this year and, and he's, he's signed up for our, our entry list reimbursement, um, program that we've got this year. Um, where we reimburse a different privateer's entry fee, which is 250 bucks. It's not chump change. And uh, it's as simple as them signing up as a racer on our website and uh, letting me know what rounds they're doing. And we put their name in the hat, and uh, we pull a different name every week. And, and hopefully Brian will, uh, will get one of those, uh, those drawings.
2: Absolutely, the kid's got a heart of gold, and uh, good to see that he's entering in that. And uh, um, I've agreed to contribute. A number of other podcasts have agreed to contribute. Uh, and how, how does somebody else um, jump on board and uh, and make their uh, uh, make their contribution?
1: Yeah, so there's multiple ways you can you can reach out to me. Instagram's easy. We've got a we've got a uh, Facebook um, page. We've also, or you can just email me at Garrett. Uh, two R's, two T's at privateerlife.mx. And, uh, yeah, I mean, financially, if you're willing to do something like that, we appreciate it. We've got so many guys coming on board this year that um, I got a little bit nervous about being able to help every single guy, which I think we were able to do last year. Uh, We gave way over $4,000 last year to privateers. But with the help of guys like you, uh, Brad, and and a number of other sponsors, we literally got two more. Uh, within the last 24 hours, it came on for $100 a round. And, um, yeah, and it's great. And, and not only that, but if you do come on board, I encourage you to draw the name yourself. I will send you the names so that you get exposure for either your company or maybe you're just a private citizen, whatever you want to do, and uh, that way you're involved as well. I, I want, you know, th- this isn't just a private to your life thing. This is, you know, if, if Brad with Big MX, wants to pull the name and then have his banner in the background, I'm all for it. Uh, we're just here to facilitate that, and it's great that we're able to, to financially give, give some money back because I didn't think we'd be, a, be able to do it this early on in this, in this venture that we're doing, but we're, we're proud to do that, and we're, we're definitely thankful for all the people that are on board with us and, uh, and helping us out this summer.
2: Right on, and that being said, uh, I believe a name has already been drawn for the Hangtown National.
1: Uh, well, okay, so we did uh, Mojo Motorsport out of Chico, California. They make right. hard parts. Uh, they have a they have a lot of great products on their site. They have uh, agreed to uh, give away uh, a different uh, for six of the twelve rounds. They're going to give away a hundred dollar gift card to their website. Okay. they literally give you a code once your name's drawn, and then uh, and then yeah, then you go on their website and buy a hundred dollars worth of product. We 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 haven't drawn the name yet for the entry fee, and then I think we've got man, I want to say three or four, uh, secondary drawings each for a hundred dollars. So, I mean, there's going to be six different guys this week that we're going to be able to help out in one way or another. And, um, I, it's awesome. I mean, I love it. I love the support and I love to see the look on the guy's face or when I text them and they're just so thankful. And, uh, it, it, it just definitely pushes me to keep things going and keep get keep grinding, trying to get other people involved. And, in the website. And, uh, it, it's, it's been awesome. So we we'll, I think we'll be drawing the name, uh, for the, usually I try and do them on Thursdays, but we're trying to get this uh, banner printed out. Um, and I don't think it'll be ready by tomorrow. So we'll probably pull the name on, on Friday.
2: Well, there you go. And, uh, so on Friday, we'll find out who's going to be the recipient for this weekend and, uh, all the way through the nationals beat we'll be keeping an eye on this. Um, Garrett, I, I, gotta ask, what are your predictions for this weekend? Um, what, uh, who would you like to see on the podium and, uh, and who are some, maybe some standout privateers that we can keep our eyes on?
1: Oh man. So I'm, I'm going to go with a little bit of a dark horse. I don't know if you would really call him that, but, um, I was really impressed with Varsha this year in supercross and he kind of got bit by the, the bad luck bug, but I think we're going to see some. I think he's gonna keep things going. So that that'll be my dark horse okay. prediction for this weekend. I you know, I'm uh, just by the nature of me starting this website, I pull for the underdog. So, you know, the Elis and the Marvins and, and those guys, it's like, ah, that's too easy to pick those guys. Although they're you know, I'm not gonna be surprised obviously if they uh if they're up front, which I'm sure they will be. But, you know, I'm I'm uh, my money's gonna be on Justin this week and see how he does.
2: There you go. Justin Barsha, if you want um,
1: have... yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Brad. No um, But as far as private peers, um, you know, I'm, there's a guy, in, in, and I'm going to be biased because these guys are who signed up on the site, and, and if I've helped them out, they've helped me out. But we've got, uh, for this round, we've got Cody Williams, Brandon Scherer, Van Martin, Carson Tickle, uh, Brent Rouse, Cody Briner, Drew Thomas, Kevin Morant, Nick Peterson, Chris Makuta, and Bobby Piazza are all signed up for this round. And, and I've met probably half of them, and, man, they have all been great guys. So I'm definitely going to be pulling for those guys and, um, and seeing how, they, how things turn out for them.
2: There you go. <clears throat> long list of guys. Very impressive. And uh, looking forward to seeing how those guys fare. Uh, once the gate drops at Hangtown, the uh, a national that's been on the series. Well, actually, they've been running that race longer than the series has even been around. So that kind of goes to show how long the Hangtown uh, Classic has been going on. But, uh, um, Garrett, I really appreciate you making some time for us this, uh, this afternoon. Uh, we're going to add this to our 450 preview as I call up... Uh, uh, Mr. Matt, Matt Weller, um, to kind of break down that a little bit, but, uh, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, we'll catch up with you again as the season progresses.
1: Awesome, Brett. Hey, I really appreciate the support and you have me on and giving us a a platform to, to let us kind of get the word out there. And, uh, yeah, if anyone's out there that wants to help out, just get in touch with me. There's multiple ways, uh, or even more so if you're a just somebody that's wanting to sign up as a supporter—that's really the biggest thing. The financial stuff is nice, but we need some. Uh, we need to keep building this community to help everyone else that's out there on the road.
2: There you go, my friend. Well, uh, last uh, last chance. Uh, um, give us an, uh, g- Give us where you can find more information. Where we can get in contact with you, uh, and obviously head over to the website.
1: Okay, so you can reach out to me at uh, Garrett G A R R E T T at privateerlife.mx or you can uh follow me on instagram reach out to me through a dm through that uh or even on our facebook page it's all the same uh, address but uh those are the probably the easiest ways to get in touch with me and i am very uh good about getting back to people so you won't if you're in the inbox you'll you'll get a response pretty quick
2: Fair enough, my friend. Like, uh, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, it looks like uh, things are, are ramping up. Can't wait for the gate to drop this weekend in, uh, in Hangtown. And, uh, yeah, I wish all the the, the, all the privateers the best of luck, all the factory guys the best of luck as well. That they, they need a little bit less luck than the privateers do. But, nevertheless, wish uh, uh, clean racing throughout. But, uh, Garrett, please don't hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. All
1: right.